It's complicated. It's often the status update people give when they're trying to engage in a strictly sexual relationship with someone they have feelings for. But what is it about having sex with someone that makes it complicated? In today's podcast, I'm going to explore some of the real reasons that sex complicates things and why it's better to wait until you get married before having sex again or ever. Welcome to the Own Your Singleness Podcast. I'm your host, life coach, and relationship educator, Jessica Hutton. And every week on the show, we are going to talk about all things related to living and loving well. Specifically, we will talk about how to own your singleness, overcome barriers to creating a life you love, and how to nurture healthy relationship patterns that will enable you to get, keep, and love quality men and relationships that could lead to marriage. There are several reasons why having sex outside of marriage complicates things. I discuss them in depth on my website, but I just want to cover a few of them. So I'm going to jump right into it. The first reason why it's better to have sex is because having sex too soon, having sex before marriage can make you settle. Situationships form when we allow feelings of loneliness, the need to be desired, to feel loved or needed dictate our behavior. Sometimes the only reason we have strictly sexual relationships with people is because we don't want to be alone. Other times, it's because we want to experience sexual pleasure. Let's be frank. Sex feels good. You do it right. You feel right. You're in a healthy, stable place. Sex is enjoyable. Regardless of our reasons, this will end in disaster because it's not what we really want and it's not what we really need. Settling is the byproduct of fear. You settle for sexual relationships because you believe that if you stop having sex, then you'll never get what you need. And the thing is, what we really need is connection. So having someone around that makes us feel momentarily connected feels better than having no one around at all. However, most of the time, it's more devastating to be in a complicated and dead-end relationship than to be someone who's just single. The next reason it's better to wait is that unmarried sex complicates things because it makes us feel used. God didn't create sex to help us fulfill our selfish desire, especially if doing so results in exploiting others. The purpose of sex is to be mutually beneficial and satisfying relationship. Husbands and wives are supposed to be knit in harmony, passion, and love by having sex with each other. When we don't respect God's design for sexuality, then it fuels feelings of shame, guilt, worthlessness, and unlovability. No orgasmic experience is worth the sort of pain that unmarried sex can render on your soul which is your mind, your will, and emotions. I know you're probably thinking that a lot of times you don't feel used when you have sex. You're saying, I enjoy it. I enjoy my partner. It feels good to me. I got to have an orgasm. When you're in the moment, you don't feel used. But there's something about that person crawling out of your bed, going home, not spending the night. There's something about that person not calling you or texting you anymore That is really devastating. It doesn't matter how wild or sexy your experience was with them. It doesn't even matter if your experience was romantic. You feel used when they leave you. You feel used when you really meditate on the fact that you guys aren't tied to each other. You may have formed a soul tie, but they're not obligated to you. You're not obligated to them. You don't belong to each other. So just the fact that they can leave at any point with no regard for your thoughts, your feelings, your spirit is something that makes you feel used. So even though you may not feel used in the moment, 
you have to consider the implications of what it's like after the fact. The third thing is that makes it better to wait is that unmarried sex complicates things because it makes you emotionally and mentally tied to people that you probably would have let go in any other circumstance. Some of us struggle to let go and move on from our exes because we keep having sex with them. We keep having sex with them because we crave emotional, mental, and physical intimacy. We were designed to be loved. That's why we crave that kind of intimacy. To be fully known and fully loved is one of the most profound needs of a human being. So it's an incredible disservice to ourselves when we continue to have sexual affairs with people who don't want to love us, people who can't love us, and people who we shouldn't even have in our lives anymore. If your ex was a man that God has approved and affirmed to be with you, then he would be helping you practice sexual integrity. More than that, he would be helping you get closer to God and not seducing you away from him with sex. In the same way, if you're the one who keeps seducing your ex, then you must first acknowledge that your behavior is wrong. And then secondly, you need to acknowledge that you're not the wife that God has in mind for him. Because when God writes your love story, you'll be willing to wait for sex and you'll do everything you can to respect each other's boundaries. That's the fairy tale version. That's the, that's the ideal version. And I believe that. But here's the thing. I also know that we make mistakes. I also know that we have habits and we have to unlearn habits. And when you've been in something for so long, let's say you've been dating for four years and you've been sexually active for three of those years, it's kind of hard to just cut it off. So I'm not suggesting that if you've had sex, then that's a sign that you're not going to marry each other or that you're not approved and affirmed by God to be husband and wife. But I am saying that if your vision is to live according to God's will, then even though you have that sexual experience, you will choose to refrain from having sex until you get married. And I'm just be frank. If y'all been together for that long and you're saying you really want to be married, then what are you waiting for? Get married. Unless there are obvious reasons for you not to be together, your relationship is toxic, it's traumatic, it's abusive. You don't share values. Neither of you or one of you doesn't fit non-negotiable standards. You've outright said you don't want to get married. If those are things that influence your relationship, that keep you from getting married, then probably you should move on and definitely stop having sex with them. But if there's nothing keeping you from marrying each other, then rather than go through the fight of trying to figure out how we gonna be, how we gonna be abstinent until we get married, you might as well just jump the broom, settle it. I mean, because in reality, what are you waiting for? A wedding? <laughs> Most people are getting married online now because of COVID. So make it happen. Ask God for wisdom. Make it happen. Another reason that it's better to wait to have sex is because sometimes when you have sex with people, it makes you ignore red flags and it clouds your vision. So I'm about to be real, real with y'all. Some of the most exotic and exciting sexual experience I've had have been in toxic relationships. There's one relationship that stands out to me. On our first date, God revealed that this dude was not good for me. Yet I kept seeing him and like clockwork, the Lord kept giving me obvious clues that this guy was bad for me. I thought he was attractive and he was, but in reality, you know, he was average and he led an average life. He had a job, he had a car, he went to church. He didn't really act like a man of God, but that's not the point. The point is, there really was no reason for me to be so caught up in him. The problem was, the sex was incredible. And after 10 months of toxicity, 
I finally fled the relationship. God literally severed the spirit, soul, and body ties that I formed with this man. When I thought I would be depressed for months, I found that I was jubilant and full of peace. God literally delivered me from him in every aspect of my life. Unfortunately, I didn't nurture my deliverance. Instead, when I felt lonely and horny, I remembered our sexual relationship and I started to experience withdrawals. And so I started looking for that kind of sexual fulfillment in other people. I ended up in a lot of situationships after him. And like I said, those were toxic relationships, but I thought they were sexy. So that's when I developed this mindset that in order to have incredible sex, you had to be with somebody who was toxic. It's kind of like that bad boy syndrome that people be talking about. I had developed a bedroom taste for bad boys. And so the idea of having sex with one man, especially a Christian who I thought was square, mind you, I told you I met my ex at church. Um, I wasn't drawn to the idea of being with a Christian man. I wasn't into, <laughs> I wasn't into what they call Christian sex. I thought that was bogus. And since I was so blinded by sexual strongholds, I stayed in a lot of toxic situationships. It was really awful. And that is a consequence of having sex. It just, it forgets, it makes you develop a taste for things that are not good for you, which is where, what makes it possible for you to ignore red flags. That's what makes it easy to cloud your vision. That's what makes it easy to deceive you. And sometimes you're not deceived. You just choose to remain in something because you benefit at least in some way. I remember when I was going through with that guy, you know, I was like telling myself, I was talking to some of some of my family, my aunt actually, and I was like, I want to I want to break up with this dude. He's this and that whatever. I was telling her pretty much everything. I don't I don't know why I was so transparent. Probably cuz she was my in-law. And one of the things she said is she was like, "Girl, ain't no D that good." <laughs> she said, "Ain't no D that good. You need to leave that you know, alone." And I was just like, Psh, she lying. She don't know. She don't know what she's talking about. Because if she knew, she'd be stuck with him too. But that's what I'm saying. It messes you up. So it's just better to wait. The other reason it's better to wait to have sex is because you don't have a commitment. I know that we can be with people in long-term relationships. We can say that we love each other. And we can talk about being married. But until you actually get married, there's no commitment. And I understand that people divorce frequently and some people will argue well there's really no commitment in marriage either but to that I would say if you are intent about doing marriage God's way and you follow God's principles to have a successful relationship then first of all divorce won't occur to you and if it does you're going to depend on the Holy Spirit to help you love your partner like Christ loves the church so with that in mind it's better to wait to have sex until you're married because at any point, the person that you're with can leave you. And it sucks. If you've had sex before, are you still with that person? And if you're still with that person, are you gonna get married? So imagine this, you're still in love with your ex. Things are going well because you're spending time together. When you're apart, you talk and you text. And then on evenings and weekends, you enjoy each other intimately. And sometimes you have sex. You're excited because you and your ex seem to be rekindling your relationship. It seems like the sex is better than ever. He even spends the night after you guys have sex. Everything seems to be working in your favor. And then suddenly the phone calls and the text messages stop. 
Now he's no longer interested in having sex with you. He cut you off cold turkey and you have no idea why. And then suddenly you learn via social media that he's engaged. And apparently he's known this woman for just a few months, but he's ready to marry her. He was with you for years. You guys were in sync, so you thought, until he goes and gets married on you. This scenario is very common, but forget common scenarios. That's what happened to me. <laughs> that actually happened to me. I was with a guy. I was like head over heels for this dude. I talk about him in my first podcast and he got married on me. We had a whole thing going on. He just seemed like the type of guy that you would want to marry, right? He seemed to have all those qualities that you look for in a spouse, but he got married on me. He went cold turkey on me. And this is going to be something that maybe may trigger people. But like I said, I keep it transparent on this show. Sex does not keep a guy. Trust and believe. We have this philosophy that if I put it on him real good, he ain't going nowhere. Yes, he will. He will go. He will leave you. I remember sometime that guy, I remember crying and calling um, a friend of mine and telling her how distraught I was. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I haven't heard from him. And her response to me was, "You pro- the sex probably ain't good. You need to get better. <laughs> she wasn't trying to console me. She didn't offer no wisdom. Her advice was, the sex wasn't good. You need to get better. Look, you can have plenty of good sex with people that you will never be with, never love, never commit to. They can leave you. They're not going through withdrawals. From what I understand with men, it doesn't matter what the relationships seem to be like. Usually when they move on, they move on. They just look ahead. You might see your ex with a woman who is average or below average. You might see your man with a woman who don't look nothing like you. She's like the complete opposite of you. She she doesn't have your looks. She doesn't have your style. She doesn't have your personality. And you just can't wrap your mind why he would be with her. And you don't think she's sexy as you. But the thing is, he made his choice. And so no matter how outstanding the sex is or how outstanding you think you are, and no matter how much you cater to him, he can and will leave. If he doesn't want to marry you, he won't marry you. So yes, it's better to wait to have sex until you get married because you don't want to get left. That was not the point of marriage. The two become one flesh. And if we keep trying to become one with everybody around us, then we're not really one no more. We we multiplying in the most unfruitful way. That's never how God intended it. And if we just get real, it hurts. It takes a bit from your soul every time you have sex with someone, every time you invoke, in, invest your soul energy into that person. It takes something from you. And though we do heal and recover and we become stronger and more resilient, it really interferes with our ability to cultivate intimacy and trust with other people. So I just think that it's just better to wait. Too many women invest years of their spirit, soul, body, and even finances in relationships with men who have no intention to marry them. They hold out hope that they will be the woman who transforms his life. They allow themselves to believe that if they put it on him real good and otherwise treat him like a king, then the man won't leave him. It doesn't work that way. Never use sex as a means to connect with a man who is not your husband. You can't make him love you 
And if you have to make ultimatums to get him to marry you, then you're underestimating your worth. So in the words of wisdom of Tony Gaskins Jr., I urge you, sis, close your legs. And look, there are so many more reasons to wait to have sex. I wrote an article about it called The Real Reason Sex Complicates Things. You can check it out on my website, liveandloveenrich.com. But I just want to highlight some of the other reasons real quick. Unmarried sex complicates things because it overrides your ability and willingness to develop intimacy with someone. I just said that. It may trigger insecurities, trust issues, etc. How often did you feel like you were being cheated on? How often did you doubt your attractiveness, your physical attractiveness, your sexual attractiveness when you you were having sex with someone that had a history of having sex with so many other people? How often did you wonder if you weren't doing it right? You know, all these different things come up when you're having sex with someone you're not committed to. It complicates things because you can end up with unwanted pregnancy, STDs. You can end up with uh, incurable diseases. And here's the thing, y'all. I went to a conference for a social work conference and I sat in a in a class on sexuality. And one of the things that the the scientist says is that STDs are like evolving. So whereas before you could go get a shot for gonorrhea and be cool after three days, now gonorrhea is like, mm-mm. Y'all, y'all keep trying to get rid of me. We gonna figure out a way to stay. So people have gonorrhea like almost it's hard to get rid of and if it doesn't if it's not gonorrhea itself then like you get other diseases it's like it it evolved and then they also talked about hiv and i understand that there's you know medication for that now prep and different things that prevent your non-positive partner from getting hiv but the thing is we shouldn't take advantage of things like that um how do i put this just because there's a way to prevent the spread of HIV doesn't mean that you should engage in, in risky sexual behavior. And frankly, if you're not married, all behavior, all sexual behavior is risky. Because people don't, we don't have to answer to each other. We don't owe an explanation to anybody who we're having sex with. We think so and we believe that in principle, but in reality, you don't. If you're not married, I don't care if y'all been living together and got 14 kids. If you're not married, you ain't got to explain yourself to nobody. It hurts. It's wrong. It's jacked up. It's deceitful. It's manipulative. It's just evil. But it's the truth. It's better to wait because sex makes you think you have a solid relationship when it's not. We build, we try to build relationships based on sex. But the reality is when all hell breaks loose, if you don't have sex, what do you have? If sex is your foundation, which is no foundation of all, but if it is your foundation, when, when things get tough, when seasons shift, what are you going to stand on? That's why people cheat. That's why people leave. That's why people have all this toxicity because they don't know, they don't have anything else to work with. It's better to wait because you can lose respect for your partner and they can lose respect for you. It could be because, could be because there was a violation, like somebody did cheat. But you can lose respect for your partner. Like, for example, let's say you go on a date and you are a good Christian woman, for lack of better words, right? And you could be with a good Christian man, but y'all have a great date and you connect. And then somehow you slip up and y'all end up having sex. Even though he was into you, y'all talk for a few weeks and then you finally go on a date. He ain't going to think you a good Christian girl no more. He going to be wondering, dang, who else she done had sex with on her first date? You might think the same thing about him. And I know that's like a, 
dramatic example, but those kind of things happen. Those kind of things occur to people. And if they just hear anything about your past, they may feel some type of way. So it's just better to wait. And then the last reason is because it may cause body insecurities and performance issues. I talk about that a lot in depth in my blog. Um, And there's one in particular about, is there something wrong with me? That blog emphasizes body insecurities that I developed because of the relationships that I had with people and just feeling like men weren't approaching me or talking to me or finding me attractive. So there are just all these reasons to wait to have sex. And I know that Christians don't like talking about it, but I really feel like if we don't talk about it, then we're just going to keep doing the same crazy things. I realize that sex is a sensitive topic that Christians don't talk about enough, especially with singles. My motive for doing this podcast is to inspire people to think beyond the thou shall nots of scripture. There are many practical reasons to wait to have sex. And honestly, without those practical reasons, I think that even fewer people would wait to have sex than do now. So I do hope that you found this podcast helpful. I enjoy talking about sex. I want to do it more often because I think it's very important and that I think singles should discuss it from a biblically informed, pragmatic standpoint. And like I said from the beginning, I'm going to be transparent. Maybe y'all don't want to hear a lot of things that I say, but look, it is what it is. And these things are actually happening in the Christian culture, in the Christian church. And I feel like we need to address it, call it what it is so that As I mentioned on the first podcast, we can be set free so that we can make different decisions, so that we can shift our mindset, so that we can grow, so that we know we're not alone in this thing. So we don't walk around thinking we little hoes in the church. (laughs) Because you, there's this idea, this, this, the purity culture that people say they hate, they still find ways to perpetuate it. And so you got pastors looking at you crazy, calling you sister sugar hips. That was a real thing. And you just... It makes you feel like you're not really Christian or you're not good or you, you know, and I don't want people to feel like that. So, yes, on the Own Your Singleness podcast, we talk about sex for what it is. Everybody's not a virgin and everybody who's waiting isn't waiting because they had bad experiences or because they're holy. They're waiting because it's pragmatic. It makes sense. They've been through enough and they realize it's worth the wait. Some people are waiting because they recognize that fornication, adultery is sin and they don't want no part of it. Some people are waiting because they're afraid. They don't want to go through the consequences of unwanted pregnancy, of getting disease, of getting their heart broken. They don't want to be judged. There's a whole bunch of reasons. And I want to cover all those things and more when it comes to talking about sex on this podcast. So, um, sorry, not sorry. Um, I, I plan to talk about sex a whole lot more on the Own Your Singleness podcast. Meanwhile, I hope that this helped you um, consider all the benefits of waiting or reconsider having sex again. So in the meantime, live well now and love well daily. Thank you for tuning in with me today on the Own Your Singleness podcast. My name is Jessica Ann Hutton. Whether this is your first time or if you're coming back for more, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to some great content, have fun, laugh a little, learn, and just feel empowered to live and love well. It would also help if you left a review. I invite you to go wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment and review the show. Tell me what you love about the episode or better yet, tell me what you want to hear more about in the future. And then finally, if you'd like to receive daily 
daily inspiration, encouragement, and strategies to live and love well. And if you're eager to connect with people who are on a similar journey, then join the Own Your Singleness Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I provided links to each platform in the description. Until next time, live well now and love well daily. God bless.